Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I like the Raptors in seven. I'm Jones, and I also like the Raptors in seven. I'm Kudo, and I like dinosaurs. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first up for Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to me, too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Into Sports and Stuff. This week's episode is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the current exclusive supplier of Into Sports and Stuff merch. Uh, visit. Hey, guys. Producer Pat here. Kevin read out the entire URL letter for letter. I'm going to leave it in just because it made me laugh. But you can also save yourself a headache, skip ahead 15 seconds, and check the show notes. The link is in there. Thank you. HTTP colon slash slash T dot pub slash lick slash into sports and stuff. That's T T E E dot pub P U B slash L I C slash into sports and stuff. On tonight's episode, we're talking the Red Hot Blue Jays. We're talking about the NHL Conference Finals. We got the Raptors headed to Game 7. OBJ and the Cleveland Steamers. We got Piggy's preseason props. We'll introduce our NFL Survivor Pool. We will recap Week 3 and 4 of Big Brother. And as always, we're ending the show with our rare stakes. This is Inter Sports and Stuff. All right, boys, we uh, we missed a week last week due to producer Pat's vacation, so lots of stuff going on in the world of sports. Let's get right into it. Uh, starting off, let's talk about the Red Hot Buffalo Blue Jays. Hey, guys, guys. Who's the only one to pick the Blue Jays to make the playoffs? Just wondering. Did either of you guys pick the Blue Jays? You picked the Toronto Blue Jays, not the Buffalo Blue Jays. I oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, that's not going to count. Oh, okay. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to see if either of you guys picked the Bluff Buffalo Blue Jays. No, I didn't pick the best team in New York right now. No. I had the Pittsburgh Blue Jays, but they... Uh... Didn't come to play. Oh, okay. Speaking of the Buffalo Blue Jays, though, they have been the best team in baseball uh, over the last little while. I, I'm just assuming, you know, in my mind, anyways. We don't really count the Dodgers because they play in that shitty, uh, shitty West Coast division. Um, but they've also been the worst base running team in baseball. Like I, I've never seen an atrocity on the base path like the Toronto Blue Jays were. Uh, last week I think they got thrown out or picked off like 10 times in two games or something like that I saw it was a lot it was only 10 times I I think like it seemed like it was every time they had a guy on base and they still won all those games too which was the the amazing thing yeah just like if they didn't make those mistakes like think about what the scores of those games could have been like just silly mistakes hey did you guys see Vladdy steal second base the other night that was a great steal he had a great read i can't believe he st- i didn't think he could run fast enough to steal a base to be honest with you only on a pass ball he could normally he got, steal, he got right? pretty much a running <laughs> yeah. lead uh, I, they were talking about a stat last night about uh sprint speed and he was above average sprint speed on that uh oh, okay and uh, that stolen base so. well he probably got that running start because the pitcher's like there's no fucking way this guy's gonna steal second base on me yeah but maybe that's what he's going for the sneak attack yeah but, when they at least expect it steal a base yeah. Now he's just got to steal home like Willie Mays Hayes. Uh, I think he'll he's he's got some work to do to get that one. Or Jackie Robinson? 
But the Blue Jays, they're up into their second in the AL East. I don't know how far they are behind Tampa. They got to be gaining some ground there, unless Tampa's just um, soaring. But they, you know, they keep winning. I think they lost tonight, but they took two out of three from the Yankees in their first series of the year with them. You know, they added, beefed up at the trade deadline. They brought in a bunch of arms, brought in a middle infielder that's, you know, looking like a good acquisition now, um, especially with uh, Rowdy Tellez hitting the hitting the shelf. Um, Teoscar Hernandez is on the shelf, so they're going to have to weather these injury problems they got. Um, but I'm hoping they can, uh, hoping they can keep her moving. They're, uh, they're four games behind Tampa Bay right now, two ahead of the Yankees. Yeah, they got like eight more games with the Yankees or seven more games with the Yankees. So seven more so games, that's yeah. Six seven more wins for them. Did you see they had to play the Yankees out of their last twenty games? They had to play the Yankees ten times or something like that. What a shitty like schedule kind of thing. Well, I, th- I, I think it, no I think games everyone until they it was get a to September. Schedule until. Um, the Yankees were the hottest team in baseball out of the gate and now are one of the worst teams yeah. in baseball um, over the last, I think they're 6-18 and 18 over their last 24 or something like that. Uh, they're, yeah, they're 3-7 they're, they're they're in well. their last 10. Yeah, they are dealing with a lot of injuries, but you know, last year they were dealing with a lot of injuries and they were still, they were still yeah. unbelievable. So. Typical Yankees dealing with the, the normal injuries like Staten and uh, Judge. Uh, so speaking of trade deadline, uh, Blue Jays picked up Robbie Ray. They picked up Striplin. They picked up Taiwan Walker right before. Picked up uh, Jonathan VR. Uh, the Padres really beefed up. They picked up Mitch Moreland, Austin Nola, um, a couple other guys. They picked up uh, Castro from the Angels. Totally revamped their. Uh, uh, they're catching. They picked up Clevenger from the the Indians, who hopefully will you know respect the Padres' uh, team rules and team curfew. Um, I think that's why they shipped uh, him out. Yeah, I think it played oh, a factor probably. for sure. One of them had to go. Him or uh, was it Plezak? Yeah, and Plezak is actually back up, and he's pitching pretty well for them right now. He's a lot younger with more control, so it was harder to see them moving off him. Uh, but. Clevenger, you yeah. know, I think he's only got two or three but, years of team control left, and they got a haul for him. Is uh, is Walker still uh, part of the Jays next year, or is he a free, free agent? agent. Everybody gets a free agent, except for except for strip yeah. all rental players. players. Under team control. Hmm. He's a pretty good pitcher. He, or at least starting or couple first couple yeah, he's games, he's looked pretty good. He's been injured. He's he was like a top prospect in baseball when he came up and was like a can't miss prospect he's just battled injuries and he's you know he's always that trade piece he's the one that every team wants but nobody wants to hold on to kind of thing so um you know he's yeah. gonna test free agency i don't you know he's gonna get some money from somebody especially if he keeps pitching well down the stretch here no reason it couldn't be the jays that give him the money but you know i think it's hard to con- i think it's hard to conceive think it's it. elsewhere you know, the Jays are going to be his best offer, but you never know. Yeah. Um, speaking of pitching, have you guys seen our boy out in Cleveland, Shane Bieber, who's going to hit that over in uh, strikeouts for us to uh, really clinch that uh, preseason prop bet uh, for us? Oh, the kid has been unreal this year, having a career year. Unbelievable. What a gem. 
How many strikeouts is he at right now? I think he's like 90-something. Do we know? He's at least 90-something because recently he just, uh, was it, he became like the seventh pitcher with at least 84 strikeouts in his first eight appearances. He's got nice. What was the prop? Was it over 100 yeah, strikeouts? Yeah, over, over 100 on well, the Well, you're season. the one who had the props, he's is it not? He's, he's at 90. I didn't write down the props. I just... Yeah, so yeah. we're going to sail past that. Yeah, somebody sure. needs to uh, you know, go back into the archives and, and find out those props, because I'm pretty sure we're going to hit like 100% kudo. Well, I am. I am anyways. You will, you decide to go opposite well, jo- a few of those points just to, to be different, so... Are, are we sure we did that? Oh, yeah, I probably did do that. <laughs> I can't agree with you on all everything. I think you, you expected a 400 hitter this year. Yeah, I probably did. And we're, we're almost there. Wasn't Blackman close? Yeah, he was. I don't know what he's been doing lately. I haven't kept track on him late, recently, but I'm hoping for at least somebody like him to uh, make sure we get that 400. Any uh, any baseball fun facts? Or did you already give us your baseball fun fact? No, I have not, actually. I actually have a doozy of one, considering we record on a Wednesday, and this happened on Tuesday night. Kudos! Fun facts! So on Tuesday, September 8th, we had the third longest MLB at bat. The Cardinals catcher, Matt Matt Wieners. Wieners. Did you you say Wieners? Had a 19... Wieners? Wieners. (laughs) Wieners. I heard Wieners Wieners. do that time, Oscar. Hot dog. (laughs) We might have have to go back, and it might be another Hawkeye, Cockeye debate, (laughs) but I think he said Wieners this time. (laughs) Okay, tell us what tell us what Matt Wieners did. Okay, continue on, Kudo. <laughs> well, he had a 19 pitch at bat, and uh, with bases loaded, he fouled off 14 of the 19 pitches. And obviously, on the 19th pitch, he decided just to fly it to fly? center field, like at the warning track. But it was also the most pitches seen by a batter in base in a baseball a bases loaded plate appearance since the pitch count was became a tracked. In 1988, so they hadn't tracked uh, pitching counts until like since they started in like 1988 doing that, and I didn't realize that was something I I learned that was new. But it was he was also two pitches away from tying the uh, MLB record, which is set at 21 pitches, and that was Brandon Belt of the uh, Giants back in uh, 2018. I've been a pitcher in those at bats, and you just want to. Like, you just almost want to hit the guy to get him out of there. Like, it's just such a pain. You can't get him out. <laughs> well, even be, being a uh, position, position, I can't even talk right now. Wieners. As being a player on the field. There we go. Like, it gets annoying when the pitchers just keep, like, you're just like, come on, dude. Like, put it in play or something, right? Like, it gets frustrating because you're like, holy fuck, man. Like, do something. Get this guy out or let him fucking put it in place so we can get him That's out. Brutal. Because basically you're out there for like, what, 13 fucking minutes or whatever with fucking 21 pitches or 19 pitches? It's for ridiculous. Sure, for sure. All right, boys. Well, let's uh, let's roll into uh, NHL. Um, playoffs continue. We're now into the conference finals. Four teams remaining. Uh, we've got the Islanders, who took out the Flyers in seven. Uh, we got the Lightning, who took out the Bruins in five. We've got the Stars, who took out the Avs in seven, and the Golden Knights, who took out Thatcher Demko and 
the Vancouver Canucks in seven. Um, what are you guys looking forward to most about the, the conference finals matchups? Uh, I'm looking forward to Vegas and Dallas. I think that'll be a pretty good series. Dallas kind of just kind of came out of nowhere. They had a sneaky good season. Uh, and Vegas has just, ever since they came into the league, they've just been hot. And uh, they continue that good play. Uh, Robin Leonard back in net again. I think they started flurry in game one, though, didn't they? In the conference finals, they lost one nothing, but... Yeah, they went back to flurry on that one. Yeah, I think they were just giving Leonard a day off after having the back-to-backs and then having a one-day break and back in the ice. So they probably gave him a day off and threw flurry in there, who let in the first shot he faced and then uh, then played pretty well <laughs> after that. Like It's hard to win yeah, a game when sure. your team doesn't score, right? Yeah, Kuda, what are you most looking forward to? Well, I kind of like the uh, Islanders in Tampa Bay, considering I've been riding the Islanders this whole playoffs, and I'm riding on them again to win. But they did have a tough first game with that massive blowout loss that they had. But that was also like, you know, they just finished playing game seven, and they had to travel to Edmonton. Tampa Bay was already there waiting for them. So we'll just use that as their excuse for uh, for shitting the bed on their first game. Doesn't hurt. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm most excited for the playoffs to be over. Um, it, it was it was fun. It was fun for a couple of weeks there, but you know, <laughs> now I'm just, I'm, you know, football season's here. I don't, I don't, I don't have time to be watching hockey, basketball, baseball, and football. Like we thought it was going to be the uh, the penultimate experience, but uh, I can't handle it. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not there anymore. You know, let's let's get let's get it going here, NHL. Let's you know get off my prime time so I can get the, and get the blue Jays and, uh, and the Titans up on the, on the big screen. Well, so, let's be honest. You've been out of it since the Leafs fucking were put out. So I, I thought the Leafs never got in shit just because your team, well, you know what I mean? The play in or fucking whatever the first round, whatever they, they were in there and they lost. As soon as they got put out, you were fucking over and done with hockey. I was probably over and done with it before that, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. I think the, that playing round was exciting. It was nice to have it back. First round was good, but now it's I'm losing interest steadily. And, and, well, and now all of a sudden summer's on over TV. too, and I'm just just sitting here like, well, you know, I just wasted my summer watching all this hockey. Now summer's gone. I'm gonna be dealing with this depressing snow pretty soon. So do you think do you think you're done with it because the teams that are left? Yeah, like aren't you? Like they're not big market teams, a, like you know I, what I, I mean. Like, the like stars, I really, I you got, I really enjoy watching the stars play. Um, they got a good Guelph Storm boy on there, Jason Dickinson. Yeah, they sure do, and they got the you know Heiskin in on the back end, who's probably the best defenseman in the league right now. Uh, so I, I'm not opposed. I think they're four really good teams. I think the Islanders are probably boring as shit to watch. I don't watch too many of their games. I, I did catch the end of uh, game six uh, where the Flyers beat them in overtime. Uh, but overall, I'm just not as invested as I would normally be in the in the playoffs. If say this was uh, May or June, uh, but it is what it is. You know, we at least we we got uh, we got a taste of it. Yeah. The thing, uh, thing that has really impressed me though, have been uh, the play of the goalies in the in the recent games, and you know, I don't know whether it's just the schedule is wearing down a lot of these these forwards, and they're not uh, able to 
up and, you know, take it to the next gear or, or what. But we've see, we're seeing a lot of great goalie performances, a lot of shutouts, and a lot of good defensive play recently. Um, Islanders had, like, what, three or four shutouts in their last series. Uh, Thatcher Demko let in, what, three goals in three games or four goals? One goal. Games. No, it was one goal. Two goals. Two goals in three games. Two goals in three and- games, yeah. No. No, I think it was, was four I games. Think it was three. No, he didn't play. He didn't no, they play had, until game five. They had a bunch <laughs> of empty netters in uh, game seven. He they were down one nothing when they pulled him. Right, and then it was one goal. It was like a four one in game five or something like that. So two goals. In, yeah. in three games. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Now you know what do the Canucks do in, with their goaltending? Because you know Markstrom's a free agent. You got you can only keep one of them beyond next season, anyways. Um, or or you can only protect one of them beyond next season anyways. I don't know whether they're going to have any chips that are more enticing to um, an expansion team than uh, than the goalies would be. Uh, but, you know, puts them in a tough spot. Like, is, is Dr. Demko ready to carry the load through a full regular season? Or is it just kind of, you know, like, you know, what do they do? They're, they're ahead of the schedule on the rebuild now. Oh, definitely. Uh, they, uh, they might sign Markstrom to an extension and then deal one of them next year at like around the trade deadline. You know, they might uh, deal one of your, if you're in, in the playoff race, say they're first in the West or first in the Pacific at the trade deadline next year. Are you going to, are you going to wreck your goalie depth and, uh, and trade one of those guys away to just so that you can protect them? Or are you going to go for a Stanley cup? No, but maybe they'll make a deal before the expansion draft too, right in the off season. I think you can, you could probably make trades before that or no. I don't think they let them – I don't think you could trade amongst teams before the expansion draft. I think you could trade with um, with the expansion team and like, potentially like three-way deals through the expansion team. Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't think they were able to make, uh, to make deals outside of that, but I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I didn't. Re- I don't really know because because no, nobody made any there. deals outside of with Vegas, right? So I, I can't. I can't see why yeah. the NHL would allow them to. Right. True. Yeah, in this offseason, there's going to be a lot of goaltending that are available. There's a possibility of like I think it was like someone yeah. was saying twelve goaltenders could actually switch teams. A lot of there's a lot of goalies yeah, out they... there, and there's going to be a lot of trades. Period. I think. Oh yeah, we've already seen a few happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, the NHL just pushed up their draft a couple days, I think, from the 9th to the 6th or something like that, first yeah. round. So it's a Tuesday-Wednesday um, draft now I think, instead, of a, instead of a Friday-Saturday yeah. like they normally do. Um, and then they're starting yeah. the off-season or starting free agency on the 9th, I guess. So they moved everything up a couple days. I'm guessing they're still looking like they're going to start early December is, is the, the goal for the regular season. Yeah. I think they're just kind of ahead of schedule in the playoffs. Like first round, I don't think there was very many game sevens, so they had everything got bumped up a few well, days. They're playing every other day. There's no off days, just, right? So yeah, yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll have should have lots to talk about during the NHL off season. I think. Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting because I've heard a lot, um, a lot of 
you know, just rumors the last couple of days about uh, just teams that are going to be um, strapped financially and like teams that have spent to the cap, you know, the last few years uh, that may, you know, have a you know small market owner or, um, you know, one of the, you know, we'll call them a small market team uh, that's been able to spend to the cap the last few years. A lot of their GMs are saying right now, or they can't commit to knowing if they're going to be able to spend to that cap again. So, you know, there could be, um, could be a lot of, uh, a lot of contracts, a lot of cap space or a lot of, uh, teams taking, uh, higher cap, uh, a higher cap hit for a lower salary, um, to make up that, uh, you know, to make that, uh, different, that trade difference. So it'll be really interesting to see how, uh, how things play out. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of teams that get, like you say, like they're going to have, their owner's going to have a cap for them that's not the cap of the NHL because they're they're not bringing in ticket revenue, right? So they're going to be like, okay, well, instead of spending, I think it's what, 81.5 or something like that, the cap is, you guys can spend like 74 or something like that. And now they're going to have to make deals to get down to that 74 range instead of the 81 they're at or whatever right so there's going to be deals like that too yeah so it, i think i think so. we're you know we're going to see a real active off season and it'll be uh be interesting to see how the pandemic really affects uh some of these free agent contracts that are uh, are going to be handed out and what it's going to do for this goalie market that's uh you know that's out there on the unrestricted market yeah so just before we uh switch topics should we give out our conference finals picks i don't think we gave them out on the last podcast did we no i don't think we did yeah we might as well let's uh let's do it okay just just a quick quick picks of for everyone all right jones what do you got well i've got the uh tampa bay lightnings and the uh gold knights going to the uh stanley cup finals Kudo. well i got the islanders and i got the golden knights and i got the tampa bay lightning and the dallas stars gonna try to improve on that uh six and 14 record i'm sporting right now yeah <laughs> well you never know right two two more wins could help you out here hey if, if the lightning and stars get through we're even jones so uh yeah you, you know you, you're you're feeling it just as much as my uh oh i am i could hey, but i think the kudos saying that the play-in doesn't even count right so you know i should be what did i say the plan didn't count yeah i've been saying well, it, been, said the been saying it's the playoffs. the playoffs the play-in never counted yeah the playoffs, playoffs. Can't even win a game. All right. Well, let's talk about NBA playoffs while we're uh, while we're on the topic. Um, we just saw the Raptors scrap out a double overtime win to force Game Seven against the Celtics. Miami Heat are through to the to the finals, and the other sides. So the Raptors are going to Game Seven. The Heat are through, and the other the West is going to like Game Two or Game Three in some of these series, right? Like. Uh, yeah, game three or four or something like that. It's ridiculous. So, NBA just starts the playoffs whenever they feel like it. Like, oh, yeah, you guys can play now and then have a fucking 14-day break because the other side isn't done yet or it's just yeah, I get that they want to keep playing, but, you know, at some point you're, you're going to have dead days and then it's going to be a, a big advantage probably for the East team uh, when they get to the finals because, you know, I imagine that it's – so the – Game seven is going to be Friday, so game you know Sunday they're probably going to start you know the the Eastern Conference Finals, and then yeah. if any so yeah. if if the Clippers and Nuggets go to seven games, you know whoever's waiting whoever's waiting for them they're going to you know 
So the Eastern Conference Finals could be like Game 3 or Game 4 by the time that series kicks off. And then if it goes 7, that East team could be, you know, resting up and getting healthy for, you know, 7 to 10 days before before they even uh, take the court in the finals. So, uh, or getting rusty. Well, that too, but, you know, they'll still be able to work out and shoot around. But I think, like, you know um, – did you guys see the uh, the TNT interview with uh, I think it was on TNT anyways the um, uh, Jamal Murray after the game seven of the the Jazz series? Yeah, he's basically like, you mean we got to play tomorrow? Yeah, they, uh, we get one day they, they off. They broke the news to them, to him, and kind of in the in the interview that um, they were playing the next day um, against the, or not. They had one day off, and then they were playing the Clippers. Yeah, and he was he was stunned. He's like, we we don't get two days off in between, <laughs> like. So yeah, he was like so yeah. gassed, and you can see it. Like some of these guys are gassed. Like it's you're seeing it in the NHL, you're seeing it in the NBA. Like the players are just like hands on their knees. They're gassed. Like they're playing every other day. They're not used to playing every other day. Even like in a normal playoff, like they're getting. You know, some days they have. Sometimes they get two or three days off. Um, and you can just tell by some of the performances that they're gassed. Like you see it tonight in the Raptors game hands on the knees, like, grabbing onto the jersey, just, like, sucking dirty pond wa- waters, we like to say, yeah, you know. The, it's, the toughest uh, part is that there's no time to heal from injuries, right? Like, they get one day off. Like, Jonas, yeah. Jonas Antetokounmpo uh, got uh, got injured, and he had no time to recover. Like, he, he, you know, they had to sit him game five because he just, even getting treatment around the clock, there's no way that you can – you know, maybe from a sprained ankle, if he if he had one extra day, it's possible he could have you know played in in some limited capacity. But um, you know, just yeah, the, it's going to take its toll, and it's going to start to take its toll on these guys that um, you know when they don't have any any time off in between. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, did you guys see that they don't even? They're not at one point they weren't letting. Uh, coaches bring their families to the bubble on on that like bubble life so the players the players all got to bring their family in um for the start of the of this round because the east started before the west i think they had to wait a couple extra days before the families could come in uh but now yeah it seems that uh the uh the coaches are complaining because the nuggets coach especially he's like this is ridiculous like because they've been there. They played a regular season too, right? So they played almost an yeah. extended play-in round um, compared to the NHL who played that, who did that play-in round. But they, as soon as they went into the bubble, it was like, okay, game time and, and go. NBA did like, okay, we're in here, couple days quarantine, ex, ex, couple exhibition. They did like an know, exhibition. Like a of exhibition games, like, like it seemed like. And then they played their yeah. eight-game uh, play like regular season finale. regular season and now they're you know so yeah it, it's got to be taxing it you know and these coaches like i don't think it, it's not fair to them the players are bringing their families why can't well, you know the coaches should be getting the same treatment you know i get that the the league the league yeah they the have families too right probably footing it you know the league is probably footing it for the players and they probably didn't want to do that for the coaches but you know it just seems ridiculous and now it seems like at the start of next round they'll be able to bring uh bring their families in but you know it couldn't have been a capacity issue yeah. i can't even imagine that the family's staying with them with with the covid's you know protocols that they have probably another floor in the hotel probably not even in the same room 
Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like they're they're definitely not staying on the same floor or in the same room. They're probably somewhere in the same hotel, but it, it's probably for even the players, right? They probably want to be able to get a good night's sleep and not worrying about like Fred Jr. crying yeah, or like something they, like that, right? Like their schedule's so so messed up too that they're they're up till probably two or three in the morning. So you know, they, I can't see them getting up for a normal parental responsibility at you know seven a.m. Uh, the next day, right? They're gonna sleep till noon and then go practice or go shoot around and then get ready for their day, right? So yeah, yeah. It's like if they were like at home doing the same yeah, thing like, on a game day. I think the it's it's tough to really criticize the bubble life because it's worked and you know it's clearly worked in both leagues worked in soccer they've had no outbreaks there's been no positive covid cases in in either either league um nhl switched bubbles with with some and they were able to do it successfully so um you know i think the bubble is the is the way to go but you know yeah at some point you got to give these guys something. And so hopefully, you know, major league baseball, when they go into the bubble for, for their playoffs, um, hopefully they, they bring families along with them and, you know, they share that experience for the, theirs is only going to be one month long anyways. I would think maybe it's a little longer this year because of the extended playoff format, but um, shouldn't be too bad. They usually play it in five to five weeks anyways. So maybe six weeks this year. Did they decide they were doing a bubble in the MLB? I don't know that it's been confirmed, but I know that they're going ahead with it, if that makes any sense. Like, they're, you know, they've got a plan in place. I think the American League's going to uh, Southern California, and the National League's going to Texas. Okay. And then um, the championship will be played in Texas. That's that's what I've kind of gathered uh, from my, uh, and I think they'll play at a San Diego and, um, the two LA facilities for the American league. And then I think, um, Houston okay. and Arlington for, uh, the, and the, for the national league. And they're doing it that way so that, um, nobody gets home field advantage because, because the yeah, Angels okay. aren't going to make the playoffs. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we yeah, all picked the angels sure. to make the playoffs. I think we all did. So NFL's back this week. NFL. Well, Hosk, we didn't do our uh, oh, our, our, our basketball, basketball picks. Let's do those. Um, let's. Well, we, we're already behind, anyways. Um, we tweeted out our, our East. So the, one of the one of the series is already done. Um, yeah. So Jones, you had the Heat. Kudo and I had the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, we're all on the Raptors. So Raps in seven. But uh, in the uh, in the West, yep. I don't think we tweeted out our picks. So. Um, I'll go ahead and give you mine. I've got the Clippers and I've got the Rockets. Um, I'm on the uh, the Lakers and the Nuggets. And I had the Lakers and the Clippers. There you go. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll tweet out our Eastern Conference picks because I'm sure they'll be starting before our next pod, so you'll get those next week. And then uh, probably a week or two later, you'll get the uh, the West ones when they uh, when they finally catch up to the, uh, to the <laughs> when they finally finish up. Fucking brutal. But yeah, NFL's back. Uh, Thursday night football starts tomorrow night with the Chiefs and Texans, correct. I believe. Uh, yep, you are correct. We got football. We got football, baby. You know, it, Woo! I'm skeptical, um, but baseball's made it work, but I don't really know what the NFL's going to do if they get a, a, a outbreak in the team. I know they've got these kind of 
cool bracelets that they're wearing where it, you know, tracks all their movement through the locker room. So if somebody tests positive, they can see who they've had close interaction with. Um, I think it beeps if they've been in conversation at close contact for more than like five minutes or something like that. It gives them an alert and they have to kind of disperse. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you got the money, use the technology, I guess. So hopefully it, uh, it works for them, but you know, I'm just excited it's back. Uh, but one guy who may not be excited it was back um, is our, our good friend Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr., who is uh, making the news for all the wrong reasons this weekend. I don't think it's really even his fault. Um, essentially, some some girls no, was, was... Um, that you know had a popular podcast when they outed that uh, they uh, uh, how do I say this family friendly did some uh, fellatio friendly, friendly. with the entire NBA team locker room. Um, well, so they had a guest on their podcast that said that um, Odell likes to be pooped on. Alleged, allegedly. 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 Um, allegedly. So he's the real uh, Cleveland steamer. He does play for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> He is not the number one receiver. He's the number two. He's going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Big, big promotion for Jarvis Landry in this uh, in this whole scandal. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. What, what did you guys think when you heard this? I just I couldn't help oh. but laugh. Like I don't even know. Like it came up on, I think it came up on Twitter or something or the score, and I just started laughing. I'm like, how is this even like news worthy? Like I don't know. Yeah, I just laughed. I didn't know what else to think about it. I laughed and I said, "Are you fucking kidding me? This can't be true." Or like, I was looking to joke. see if it was April Fools or something. Like, well, I know, well, but it's 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 oh, COVID, so you know, maybe it, maybe it came around again or something. Yeah, well, you never know. It's the COVID joke of the week, maybe. Is that his way of like getting into like uh, the tabloids and you know making press for himself? Because like he's go he's well, he always has to be, be honest. Like, this is probably the best news story he's had recently, where it hasn't had anything to do with you know his on-field performance or even really uh, an, an off-field issue. It's you know a personal preference, probably illegal in some of the states. I'm not up to date on uh, all of the uh, <laughs> uh, all of the fecal uh, jurisdictions in the uh, in the U.S., but. Um, yeah, like just just an unreal news story to to kind of come out this this week, which was uh, happened to uh, delight my uh, my feed. Yeah, yeah. What's the saying? Like all press is good. I think press? it's no Something press like is that. good press. Yeah. No. I think uh, no, I think it's all press fine. is good press. I'll admit I'm wrong. Something like there's there's no such thing way, as bad publicity. Either way, they're talking about him, right? Yeah. There you go. Either way, he's he's getting talked about, so he's the talk of the town right now. There you go. And they're talking about Cleveland's changing their, their team name. Um, well, I don't think they really need to change their team name. It's still relevant. Well, they it's might very relevant. This if this becomes out of being a but, thing. Um, so let's talk about you know a more serious matter in the NFL, and that's the uh, the seeming unaffectedness of COVID and their cash flow. Um, as they have had a lot of very uh, lucrative contracts being passed out in the past uh, uh, the past week or so here. A um, couple examples that I have off the top of head, um, and there's probably been more. Um, 
DeAndre Hopkins of the now Cardinals uh, negotiated a two-year, fifty-four point something million dollar extension. Um, becomes the richest position player outside of a quarterback ever. So it's the biggest contract outside of a quarterback ever. Um, Buda Baker, who is um, also with the Cardinals, um, is a safety. He he signed a pretty big uh, contract extension. I think he gets something like fourteen or fifteen million. Uh, I don't have the specifics on his, but his was a, a pretty nice extension. Uh, one of the quarterback, um, uh, one of the quarterbacks um, dropped uh, Deshaun Watson. He signed yeah. a it was a four year, thirty nine million per year extension, something like that, hundred and hundred and fifty, hundred forty million range, something, something like that, something yeah. Like that. Which. And there was uh, Jalen Ramsey signed a $105 million contract over five years as well. Yeah, I think George Kittle signed one too at some point not too long ago. I thought he signed a pretty good one for a tight ends. Yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey, I want to say, signed a pretty big deal in the offseason too. Clowney on a one-year $15 million deal to the Titans. Did you guys hear about the end of the, what was going on with that Clowney situation and uh... – and the Saints got kind of nixed trying to do some, call it creative business. Did you guys hear about that at all? No. So the no, so I didn't. basically it came down to the Titans and Saints for Clowney, and the Saints didn't have the, the cap room to compete with the Titans. So the Titans had the fifteen million cap room to give them that guaranteed. Saints were somewhere around the ten million dollar mark. Um, so they couldn't, you know, they couldn't compete there. So they tried to bring the Browns, it's an unidentified team, but they, the Browns on a sign and trade deal. So basically, uh, he would have signed with the Browns, received like a $5 million signing bonus from the Browns, then been traded to the, uh, the Saints for like uh, a second round draft pick or something like that. And then the, the Saints oh, really? would pay the rest of the, the freight. Uh, but the league said they couldn't couldn't approve it. But uh, I just thought it was pretty uh, pretty un- yeah, pretty, pretty crafty um, way to try to maneuver the salary cap. But you know, at least the NFL um, decided they wanted to uh, you know, play within the rules. Like I know teams could, will do that with players under contract, where you know they'll pay out a big bonus and then uh, and then trade them away uh, during the off season. But you know, I think kind of defeats the spirit of being a free agent to sign to sign to be traded with somebody. Yeah. And then we also got Von Miller who, uh, who's out for the year due to a tendon in his ankle had an injury. So that's some big news too. That's a little bit of hurts the Broncos pass rush a little bit. Hopefully no one drafted him in their fantasy pools. Nope. Not on mine nope. anyways. Um, I think he was gone before I, uh, I got to pick. <laughs> I might have drafted him. Uh, you but, never know. Uh, another big story is um, roster construction. I, I was a pretty um, interesting breakdown over the last week as teams were breaking camp and you know making their final cuts. Because uh, this year they changed the rules a little bit due to COVID, so practice squads are extended and they have protected players within the practice squad. Um, so you can keep four players that are protected. So usually the way a practice squad works is that anybody can sign a player off your practice squad to their active roster. 
Um, now they have protected spots on the on the practice squad. So a team like uh, Philadelphia Eagles, they signed uh, Josh McCown, who was a he's he's a forty one year old quarterback. Um, I think he, I don't even know whether he was in camp with them or not, but he's played with them over the last couple of years as a as a backup, and he was. He was out of the league a couple of years before he signed with them a couple of years ago. He was coaching high school football, but he uh, he signed on the practice squad with them as so he's like an emergency COVID quarterback for them. So they got somebody that knows their yeah. playbook if they if they get into a situation where they got to bring uh, bring somebody in. So I don't know. I'm assuming he's not practicing with their team. He's going to be in Texas. Um, you know whether he's coaching yeah. high school and going to practice with those guys or, or whatever it is. I don't know, but. Um, pretty interesting. I know the Titans have a, a protected kicker on their practice squad. Uh, I didn't look at you know too many uh, too many of the different organizations of what they did, but I think that's going to be uh, an interesting wrinkle for the season here. I was trying to do uh, for fantasy football. I was trying to get instead of picking like a kicker, I was trying to pick like trying to get it set up so you could pick the team kicker. You know what I mean? Because like that'd be the worst if you go to your fantasy week and your kicker comes down with COVID. Now you got to like, you got to drop your kicker to pick up another kicker. So I was trying to get it just like, if you, team lose, your kicker. Ki- if you lose due to your kicker, um, Hey, some of those kickers hitting 50 yard field goals, you know, they can get you some points there. Yeah, that's right. Nothing wrong with drafting a good kicker. There is something wrong or with two. drafting two or kickers. Two. Well, Hey, maybe <laughs> just tell everybody kudo that no. it's uh, you got your COVID protection. It's just, it's just cold. Yeah. I got my protection. That way I don't have to keep dropping them. You got a bench, so why not put a kicker on the bench? Why not yeah, have two I, kickers? I, I don't understand. Those I don't hate the logic. You can't play everybody. I don't hate yeah. the logic. I like to play the taco way, which if you watch the league, you understand what I'm talking Did about. Did you draft your okay? kicker first? Kickers are awesome. No, well, I didn't Well, do the that first part. player in our league to draft the kicker um, ended up with the highest draft rating. So, you know, figure, Was that Dave Barr? figure out how that happened. Yeah. Pick the kicker in like the fourth round. I think he just went through his, he just went through his roster. You know how it's like quarterback, wide receiver, <laughs> running back, and you have all these positions. And he got down. And he's like, okay, they're all full. So now I'm going to draft a kicker. And he drafted. He, he the did kicker. take the best kicker in the draft, but the, I also got that kicker yeah. on free agency last year. So you know, it's you know, he, he kind of win and lose some. He also is the funny thing is that that's almost my strategy. What I his did. His keepers for my were draft. also fucking like Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. So. Like, it's kind of hard not to have a, the best draft when you wow. got those two guys. Did you see who my cousin Mike kept off topic here real quick? No. Uh, Roethlisberger, Rivers, and one other quarterback. I forget who it was. He kept three quarterbacks. I'm playing him this week. It's, um, it's the, the Ravens How do you have three quarterbacks? Well, Lamar yeah. Jackson. Yeah. He kept three quarterbacks. But, what's, but can't you only play one quarterback for the week? No, you can play two in our league. Oh, you can play two. Okay. Yeah. A flex. Quarterback flex. Yeah. Oh, you have a quarterback flex. Two flex okay. spots in our yeah. league. One, one can play quarterback. Oh. See, not in the one I'm in. So there's no point of having three quarterbacks, especially having, like, two old fucking guys like that. All right. Hey, can I give you guys some props while we're talking about quarterbacks? Please, I've been waiting for these. All right. Let's go here. I'm going to start with uh Patrick Mahomes over or under 4508.5 passing yards What was that in total again? What was that? 
point five passing over. yards. If he stays healthy. Under. I should be writing should. these down. Yeah, you should be. I don't so know why I can, you're not. Like, okay. Um, let's go with because I'm a big Cowboys fan. Let's go Dak Prescott. Over or under four thousand two hundred and eighty six passing yards. Over. Over. Go Dax, baby. Uh, okay. You guys are all on the overboard here, eh? No. Uh Tom Brady. Over under four thousand two hundred and seventy eight passing yards. How many? Four thousand two hundred and seventy eight. Under. Yeah, I think that's too high for Tom and his new team. Okay. Trying to do here this. Let me just see here. One sec. Terrible, terrible radio. Get your shit together, Jones. Get a piece of paper and a pen and write it down. I'm fucking writing it down right now if you're <laughs> looking. All right. Let's go running backs here. Or passing touchdowns. Okay. Will. Oh, fuck. It's not on here. Will uh, Joe Burrow set the record for most touching touchdown touchdown Past touchdowns by a rookie quarterback at 27. I'll say yes. You'll say yes? Just to be different, I'll say yes. Okay, just a couple more here. Uh, Michael Thomas, over 1,378 receiving yards. Under. Under. Ooh, jinx, buy me a Coke. Okay, uh, let's go DeAndre Hopkins, over or under 1,147.5 receiving yards. Over. Mm, I'll go under. Can't be all the same. Gotta be different. Okay. Let's see if I can find one more for you guys. Rushing yards. Derek Henry. Over. Over or under 1,318.5 <laughs> rushing yards. <laughs> Definitely over. <laughs> Was that by week well, six? Uh, fuck it. I don't know. It was 1,318.5, kudo. I'll go under. Well, Oscar, I like you because I got him on my fantasy team. So uh, I hope he just eats yards. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, over or under? Under. 1,278.5 yards. Over. He's hungry. He's going to get it. Over. And that's all I got. Feed me more. All right, well... Uh, I think it's time to introduce the next uh, interactive uh, moment within our uh, pool here. Um, so we're going to start a survivor pool. Uh, so hopefully you're listening to this uh, before Sunday. Uh, so you can tweet at us your survivor picks. Uh, we w- Are, Do you want to tweet them or do you want to set up something on like Yahoo? Well, I think both. But, um, you know, if, okay. if somebody needs to... To get in, I'm sure we can ad- admin somebody in if uh, if need be. We'll uh, we'll tweet out the games starting Thursday. Uh, hopefully, everybody gets in. Or Instagram, if they don't have uh, Twitter, they can send a send a DM and, or something. Uh, Jones will put it out on our Facebook account. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent Facebook. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have a survivor pool. Um, so let's make our uh, our survivor pool picks here, guys. Um, What's, what do you guys have for week one of Survivor Pool? Go ahead, Kudo. Uh, I'm still trying to decide here. I got Still trying to decide. Game. I got to throw up the games here, bud. It's tough week one. Tough week one. I'll, I'll right. give you mine. I'm you don't ready. want to take an easy one on the first week, do you? 
I, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens over the Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills over the Jets. All right. And I'm going to take the Chargers on the road over the Bengals. I like Kudo it. The, no. Kudos got a home team. Yeah, I'm taking the taking the Chargers on the road. Perfect. We might have some uh, some swag or something for the winner of the Survivor Pool. You never know. Yeah, we'll get a uh, we'll get some uh, some merch from our sponsor at uh, T Public, and they'll uh, you know we'll get that sent out to uh, to whoever wins our Survivor Pool. We're expected probably um, week four, week five to have the winner crown. <laughs> yeah, it, that's probably about as far as we're gonna get. I think I'll be lucky to get out of week one. Uh, we all, we all, we all will be so lucky. Um, all right, let's let's talk some uh, Big Brother before we get to our rare stakes, guys. Uh, we missed a week yep. of Big Brother, um, so Janelle, Case are both evicted. What's going? What's been going on in the game? What do you guys want to talk about? What do you What do you like and what you're seeing? What are you not liking? I'm a, I'm liking Ian's gameplay, not because I picked Ooh. him, but I think he's like. He's just so smart, man. Yes. He, he, like, figured everything out, what was going on, who was running the house, went over to Kaser and was like, man, I can't do it because I'm still going to be in the game, but you know you're going home, so let's blow some shit up. And he basically told Kaser to just, like, blow up everyone's game on uh, on eviction night, and uh, we'll see how it worked out for him. Like, I don't think anyone knows that he was the one that went to Kaser per se, but uh, I think it's going to flip the house a little bit. I think people are going to realize that what's actually going on in there. Yeah, he definitely figured out that there's a core when it comes to the house, and then the core is going off and creating other alliances, and basically we're trying to run the house. I think between like Cody and Tyler and maybe even Nicole, they have like 14 alliances. Like They're aligned with fucking everybody. Well, Tyler's got like alliance with like every single person for a final two, does he? <laughs> yeah, that's what he did in his last season too. Came back yeah, to bite him in the and ass. His, yeah, and I think this is it's starting to come back to him again because like eventually, you can't not change it up. He's the type of person he's like he just tries to be friendly with everybody. Yeah, he's gonna have all these deals with all these people, and then at the end, it's gonna fucking bite him in the ass. Yeah, the only thing I worry about with Ian is he's on a lot of radars. Um, you know, he hasn't. He hasn't made his way onto the block, but I think he would have been on the block and might have gone home if uh, if Christmas didn't volunteer as a pawn last week. Uh, so he's got to start to, you know, last time he laid low until he had to start winning comps and then he was a comp beast till the end. Uh, he doesn't have the same alliance at this point as he did the last time where he had a bit of protection last time. Uh, so he's gonna he's yeah. gonna have to you know pick it up in the next couple weeks here. We'll see what happens this week with uh, Bailey and Davon on the on the uh, on the block. But whoever gets off out of that duo, you know, could be looking for some allies. So you know, Ian, David, say yeah, Kevin. Like those guys, Kevin. the the floaters are gonna start to you know have to be power players against this. It's gonna be seven probably that are left um, because this that. You know, Slick Six Alliance has kind of crumbled. Um, and then who knows where Memphis stands with the original Six Alliance. So it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out here. Yeah, oh, definitely. Just, it's actually been a pretty entertaining season so far. So I just hope it kind of continues. And you never know what will happen. Um, yeah. I think... 
exactly I didn't, unexpected. I didn't like that, I think Christmas um, is in Yeah, Christmas is playing a, a great game. Enzo's playing a good game. And I think that the bond that those two are putting together Solid. is uh, is is one to look out for. Because nobody really knows that they're playing together. But, you know, they're, they are, you know, taking each other into consideration a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think David is the real saving wrinkle in this game as as bad as it is to save like he's a terrible player like he's got no business being in this house with the all-star <laughs> but he, if he's, he's not a rookie. there what drama like is is getting drummed up in the house right like he's created the you know he's he's just being a rookie is is creating all of these issues within this game of, of all-stars that's making it yeah um it's making it worthwhile and you know he's he won a power Let's see, you know, what he does with this power whenever he uh, decides he wants to use it. Um, those the three powers that were introduced on Sunday night's episode are, are going to be, you know, big uh, big things within the game, and they only have three weeks to use them. So, um, it'd be pretty interesting to see what yeah. uh, what happens over the next couple weeks here. But at least they got Danny in that house too, because Danny's also been a shit disturber, going around causing a bunch of shit, throwing, trying to throw people on the bus, and try to blame people for. That one. Vote yeah, I think she's on. I think she's on the way out next week. A pity vote. That's what it was. A pity vote. Uh, yeah, she's. Yeah, she's well, on too many radar. Retaliation, right? Yeah. And and she's the the center of it right now. So, you know, do, no matter what happens with this week with Bailey and Devon on the block, that alliance is dead. You know, if somebody in that say the outside, we'll call them the outsiders. If they win HOH next week, I think Danny becomes like a prime target, and and I think that like. The guys like um, Enzo, Memphis, Tyler, Cody, who are all playing together, will you know throw her as a as a sacrifice to uh, to save themselves. So oh, for sure, they're they're gonna be stupid not to get Cody out sooner well, or later. I think all of them though, like Cody, Tyler, Enzo, those guys are winning comps. Memphis, yeah, you know, they, those four guys have won. But they also have a good social game, so. It's not just the competition. It's also like being having a social game and making sure everyone likes you in the house that you stay. Yeah. 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 And they're pretty good at it. Cody's been pretty good at it. You can tell. I'll quickly uh, go over our uh, our pool standings right now through uh, through four weeks. This doesn't reflect uh, this week's HOH. This is as of Kaser's eviction. Um, our boy, Jay Zill. Uh, Jayzillo three who picked Celtics in six. How's that looking, bud? Um, no, I think he Celtics actually picked them in five. It was uh, it was Lakers. Lakers. In oh, five. did he? Yeah. Mm. When he was when he was chirping. It was Lakers that. in five. Um, oh, okay. My Jay bad. in the lead, yeah. sixty-seven points. Uh, He's then been we chirping got, hard. Uh, Chantel at fifty-four. Kendra and Pico, producer Pat at fifty-one points. Oh, sorry, Johnny Hot Wheels. I almost missed Johnny Hot Wheels. Oh, oh, you would have never heard the end of that. I never oh, here heard you go. It. He's in a tie for second with Chantel at 54 points. Johnny Hot Wheels still might chirp you because you, even though you caught your mistake, you made a mistake, so you might get chirped. Yeah, but he also he is playing uh, Big Brother 17 this season, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Very true, very true. Um, and then after... We get into the loser brackets. We got Collins, uh, Jeff Collins, 48 points. Um, and then we got the real loser brackets here. Kudo at 47, Jones at 39, Hosk at 32, and then Carly, poor Carly, down at 30 points. 
Maybe maybe her boy David will start winning some comps for her. And uh, well, he did get a power. It's not a comp win though, so it doesn't do anything for her. Uh, it, it'll get her three points for him surviving a week. <laughs> <laughs> he's still there. That's all that matters. That's right. He's still, still there. He's He'll still sneak his way. Points, so that's all that matters. All right, boys. Uh, let's get into rare stakes. We've been off a, a week, haven't yeah, we? We needed stakes. to regroup. I don't even yep. remember my last pick. I'm like over my last thousand. Um, so I'm shifting my focus completely to football. It's football season now. You're only going to see football from me until dun, dun, uh, dun, dun. until probably February. It's only going to be football out of this guy, unless there's uh, a shoe win in MMA that I, I really can't uh, really can't pass up. But um, I'll, I'll give you my guys' picks. I got uh, I got the Jets over the Bills plus six point five. So I'm taking the Jets plus six and a half. Uh, I got the Cardinals plus seven. I got the Raiders minus three, and I've got the Falcons uh, money line over the Seahawks. Kudo. Well, so I got the Packers at a plus two point five against the Vikings. I got the LA Chargers at a minus three against the uh, Bengals. I got the Bills at a minus six point five, and they're playing the Jets. And then I got Hawks uh, Titans. At a minus two point five over the we Broncos. We got a face off. Did you guys hear that? We got a face off. Yeah, we do. So what, what are we, what are we waging here, Kudo? How about a couple of uh, beers? Right. Six pack. Six pack. Done. Six point five. Boom. Bingo. Bongo. Beer and a half. Right. Let's go. Sounds good. Jones, what do you got for us? All right, I am going to take the over. In uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens at 48.5. I think the Baltimore Ravens might be able to score 48 points themselves. So I just need a field goal out of the Browns. So I feel very confident in that over 48. Uh, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears plus three at the Detroit Lions. Fucking Lions suck. That's right, Dane. I said it. You probably aren't even going to listen to this podcast, so you won't even know I said it. Hi, Dane. Um, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Bucks plus three and a half um, against the Saints. I think that's going to be a close game. Could go either way. And I hate to do it, but I'm going to go to Sunday night. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys to get their first win of the year. How about that, boys? In the new L.A. Stadium. I'm taking them minus three over the Rams. Let's go Cowboys. And those are my rare stakes. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for us on our 15th episode. Uh, We really appreciate all the support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at into sports and stuff. Follow us on Twitter at into sports stuff. No. And in that one, Uh, feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want to want us to talk about on the show. Check out T public to get your into sports and stuff merch link in our Twitter and Instagram bios. And don't forget to rate comment and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. See you next week. And we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat hit the music. Get it, get it, get it, get it.